Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, thank you so much for joining in. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back to another segment. With me today is a special guest by the name of Christopher, who goes by Chris Smith. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Chris so you can know what you're in for. Chris is the host of the podcast, Chatty Geek hidden dragon mental health mental health and social health is a subject that has always been important to him and through the course of his life fate seems to have steered him towards trying to make a difference to the well-being of others from studying martial arts and practicing zen buddhism for over 20 years to introspection and investigation of himself on a daily basis he has come to learn about how everything is connected and how even in the most stressful of situations there exists an opposite action that can make things better for everybody so I'm gonna welcome the man behind it all because there's definitely more that Chris does and I want him to share a little bit more so without further ado please welcome Chris Smith to GEMS podcast hi Genesis how are you doing I am doing well, Chris. So I want you to just share a little bit more about yourself and then we're going to do the connection round. Sure. Okay. Um, so as, uh, as, as we know now, my name is Chris and I've got the host of the podcast, Chatty Geek Hidden Dragon. And the podcast has evolved over the years to be about mental health and social health. Both are, are so important. The mental health being the uh, mental health of the individual and how they are feeling within themselves. And the social health um, is how, how, how this individual and how society can integrate with each other and how they can become socially healthy as a group. Um, I'm really excited to be on, actually, because I, I love the opportunity to, to share my enthusiasm for all of it. I, I've studied martial arts for about, well, for over 20 years, and I've studied Zen Buddhism for over 20 years as well. And uh, through the studies, uh, the both have kind of come together and I've come to realize um, that through um, opposite action, which is basically opposite action, is doing the most appropriate thing, um, and it's 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 always a it's it's a lifelong, a really fascinating lifelong struggle or study to try and always strive to find the right thing to do. I mean, we see it on the movies and we see it in the books. You know, what was the what was the right thing to do? But we really, it's it's really interesting to find. And, and look for the source of where our decisions come from and how we kind of find the right words to, to choose, the right actions to make, the right decisions to make. And what makes a, a really big influence on that and where our decisions come from comes from our mental health. And, you know, our mental health influences the decisions we made. If we're in a really, really bad mood, let's say we've had a, a really tired you know, really 
hard day at work. We're really grumpy. So when we get home and maybe our loved one is wanting to tell us about their day, sometimes we might feel a little bit grumpy and we maybe decide that we don't really have time. We want to maybe cool down a little bit. We don't really have time to listen to the whole thing. Sometimes we've had a great day and it's absolutely fine. So through introspection, we can see how our decisions are coming from a different place and we can learn this about ourselves and we can think, right, where is, what's actually changing within myself that is making me have time for somebody or not have time for somebody? Amazing. And thank you for adding on the addition there. So we're going to switch gears into the connection segment and then we'll pick up the main part. So I want you to share something crazy about yourself that you've done in your life that actually turned out to build your character. Or you could share a fun and interesting fact that was not mentioned up front, like um, you practicing Zen Buddhism, martial mm-hmm. arts, or etc. So just share something briefly. That way the audience gets to know you a little bit more. And then we'll dive back into the main part of the segment where we'll piece everything together because there's a lot of versatility in your background. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. So um, I think one of the things that is um, interesting is I've always... Um, being driven to push myself out of my comfort zone and I will always try and do things that intimidate me a little bit feel me a little make me feel a little bit uncomfortable and I I've learned that throwing myself into that anyway you get some fascinating and and incredible experiences that you otherwise just would not have um and so that has led me to do all sorts of strange things so I've I've done world championships um for for tanks to door for my martial art which i thought i would never i would never do um i've done uh multiple day retreats with the zen federation and that is those are like 10 day silent retreats where you sit in your face a wall for, for 10 days um, you know all of these really crazy things i've I've pushed myself to learn how to do a Rubik's cube just for a little bit of fun. Um, and just all of these, all of these really strange things that I will think, okay, that's my next challenge. And I sort of push myself into that. So those are the, a few of the things that I've, that I've done that people might not know about. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that because definitely whenever you challenge yourself and you get outside of your comfort zone, you're able to see what your competencies are. You're able to see what other skills that you have that you may not have thought you had or et cetera. So I appreciate you sharing that. And that concludes the connection part of the segment. And the reason why I like to do either an icebreaker or a rapid fire game on my connection segments is because I want the audience to get to know you on a personal level, as well as on a subject matter expert level based on the topic that we're going to talk about. And in our case today, we're going to dive more into mental and social health, as well as how you weave in your Zen Buddhism and meditation, because that can help you overcome those mental and social health aspects, as well as, you know, the exercise that you do. Martial arts could also be stress management. So, Chris, um, what got you involved in in this space? Like, was it a life challenge that made you just stop, pause and reflect in order for you to really do that introspection? Yeah, so I started 
I started the martial arts because my mum pushed me into it because I was spending far too much time in my bedroom just playing video games. I would fantasize about practicing martial arts and I would practice like a, a really, you know, a, a really odd teenager practicing in the bedroom, doing little punches and kicks and things, probably banging the banging the floor and my mum's downstairs thinking, what on earth is going on up there? So she said, right, OK, I'm taking you to this uh, site and I met my first instructor and he was a he was a master grade and with the master grades they have the like a, a special belt and it has the name embroidered it'll say master Chris Smith for example or master such and such and it is so like wow because you have the Dan grades which is the black belts and then you have this step up and training with uh, my instructor at the time I just fell in love and I'm not going to lie, I, I am a geek at heart. And through my training, uh, I just wanted to be a Jedi. I do, I do joke about this uh, with other things. I just wanted to learn all of this really cool thing because I loved that. So that's what led me to try meditation. So I did a bit of research and I thought, wait, find out what do the Shaolin monks study? What kind of what kind of meditation do they do? And I figured out they did uh, a, a type called Chan, Buddhist meditation. And I wasn't Buddhist at the time. I didn't really understand what it was. But I kind of had a, a bit of a background thought on the link between um, uh, between martial arts and Buddhism. So I want to ask a clarifying question here because you yeah. mentioned that your mom pushed you into martial arts because she wanted you to get outside of your bedroom, stop playing the video games. And she probably yeah. wanted you to be active and intermingle with other kids that were your age or older mm -hmm. and maybe some disciplinary because martial arts teach you self-discipline as well as per, uh, self-discipline and also mental discipline too. Mm -hmm. I think both of them coincide. So whenever your mom pushed you into it, what age were you? I was eight. I was, um, I was 17 when was... I was when I was that age. Yeah. So I was quite old. I, it wasn't like I was a little kid. I was like uh, I was like 17. So I was like, you know, coming into adulthood. And I guess I was a bit of an age where something like that was potentially going to make quite a bit of a difference for me. Um, but yes, you're exactly right what you're saying in that we are learning um, as well as you know self-defense and things which is which is important and it is part of what we practice we have things which um, are like basic principles like loyalty to queen and country respect to parents and elders uh, um, uh, sorry obedience to parents and elders respect to instructors and seniors self-control and never misuse the art and in my federation those are our five basic principles and these actually point towards social health and mental health because if you're following those five basic principles then we are able to be a better person and contribute contribute in a better way to society and also with the self-control and watching our actions we're also able to monitor ourselves and by monitoring ourselves we can see the slight differences that happen that cause us to deviate from the basic principles so we can monitor and, and have an idea with our mental health you know when we deviate away from these these things what's going on behind that are we misbehaving are we angry are we sad are we upset are we trying to you know break free from something or escape and 
it's really, really interesting when you're learning to, to, to look for those opposite actions again. So the, you know, the most appropriate movement and, you know, with, with retrospect, why did I deviate and why did I choose those words? Why, or why did I choose that action? You know, why did I eat the whole tin of cookies? Why did I not just take one? It's silly things like that, but we learn. Absolutely. So as you're going through that learning process, you're asking yourself foundational questions to help you understand why you did what you did and the relevancy behind it. And had you not been involved in that, maybe it wouldn't have gave you that um, thought process or et cetera, or maybe you would have developed it later is what I'm drawing based on what you're saying. And um, you mentioned that you weren't you weren't Buddhist, but then you wanted to learn, okay, what do they practice or whatnot? So that piqued your curiosity. So you started learning more about it. But I just want to ask about your background because um, did your parents raise you in a certain religion? Were you non-religious? Were you spiritual? And whenever you tapped into learning more about Buddhism, how did that affect the household dynamics? Right. Okay. That's a really interesting question. So my, my family wasn't particularly religious, um, but I was raised a Christian. I was christened. Um, and, you know, but it was, it, there, there wasn't, we never as a family went to church or anything like that. Uh, and so it was always fairly open and me mum and me and me stepfather were, were fairly open to, you know, understanding and allow us, allowing us to learn what we needed to learn when i when i was introduced to the buddhist philosophy and i started learning about it i really really fell in love and the really interesting thing about about the buddhist religion is it's it's prime concern is really about the suffering of people um within this lifetime so in the here and now as as people are suffering and we want to try and understand why that is and we want to help people on this journey through through life um to to sort of see for themselves why why so how suffering can arise and the different kinds of suffering um and also really really interesting with with buddhism it doesn't actually contradict any other religion particularly so you know you can for example if you're a, if you have a strong christian faith and you you know you follow the you follow the teachings of jesus and things like that then buddhism can, could could teach you to do that mindfully um it could teach you to understand more about the the journey and the hardships and in no way it says you know, don't follow Jesus, for example. Um, it, it's it's really sort of opening and, and welcoming. Um, Thank you for so, explaining that, because I just wanted yeah. to ask that question for clarification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's listening that may be more religious or they may be more spiritual, I want them to understand, even though there's different religions and you begin to go down a different avenue, does not mean that you're forgoing your religion or forgoing some of the doctrinations that you learn, you're just exploring other possibilities and advancing your knowledge and acumen. And you mentioned uh, one of the crazy things that you did was um, facing the wall for 10 days for um, silence. So how was it um, for you to really get in that mode and still your mind and just engulf in that quiet time 
because we live in a society where everything is fast paced. You know, technology is at our fingertips or whatnot. And people have a hard time unplugging, whether it's unplugging from social media, unplugging from their phone, or just taking time to recharge and rejuvenate in order for them to um, be optimal in all areas of their life, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Yeah. Well, really interestingly, um, I I find when we do the when we do the ten day session, we call it a retreat. So we call it as if we are retreating for the from the busy world and from the hectic and from you know the cars beeping and the alarms going off and the the phones going off and all, and and everything. You you realize though that when you sit and and you face the wall and you come back to your thoughts. Things things are still changing, so it's not that we, we, as as we sit, we are still passing through time, and we, and change is still happening, and, and change happens just the same whether you're in a quiet environment or if you're in a really noisy, hectic environment. But the beauty of the retreat is that you get to notice that, and you kind of uh, you you kind of you'll sit and you'll look in and. and and look inside yourself and in a way it's rather than a retreat it's more like a it's more like a coming back to yourself rather than being carried away from the hectic from the hustle and bustle and just being obsessed and focused on that and all of the things we've got to do actually rather than retreating from that we're, we're coming home and, and we're coming home to ourselves which is a really beautiful thing and when you learn to notice look hey Change is happening at the same pace, but I'm still here. You can then leave that retreat and you can take it to the hustle and bustle. And it, it's it you'll find that it seems slightly different. You know, it's it's the hustle and bustle is still there, the deadlines are still there, but you're kind of you're in with it and you're more in harmony with it, and you're more understanding and watching how your mind is, how your stress levels rise, but then they'll go down again. And, you know, you'll get tired, but you'll sleep and you'll recover and you're more just sitting with the change. But it's very hard to notice that when we're stuck in the hustle and bustle and we've got the deadlines to meet, you see? Yes. OK, so that makes sense. So this is what I heard. And let me know if I heard you correctly. OK, so whenever you went to this retreat, this 10 day retreat, mm -hmm. it was a time for you to really focus inwardly and whenever you said come back home you're coming back home to yourself you're taking time to separate from the external factors and things externally and you're focusing inwardly on who you are as an individual and really getting that alignment in order for synergies so at the end of that result uh, resort well no not resort retreat then yeah. whenever you go back into you know the hustle and bustle you now have some tools and some methodologies so whenever things seem to be going chaotic whenever things begin to go fast you're being more conscious versus subconscious about what is taking place and you know how to manage and mitigate your stress levels you're paying attention to your breathing you're paying attention to what's happening externally but you're not necessarily allowing the things that's happening externally to affect you internally so you're still remaining at a state of peace and having that harmony within you're just learning a different way of managing it 
Do you think that was a, a good representation of what you said? That's really, really nicely put. Uh, we, we could go down a rabbit hole with, with Zen. There's a, we could be we could be here for hours, but I won't. We, we won't do that. Um, but you know, the only the only the only addendum I would make to that is when you do the retreat, rather than a separating from, it's more than a being one with. That was the, that's the only change I would make, um, because when you go back to the hustle and bustle, you're one with the hustle and bustle. And, and and the two can be together you're a, and the really important is your mind your state your mood who you are that is in a state of change as well as well as the hustle and bustle that's changing so are you and everything is there and you can be one with that and it's not if the problem is or what, what we teach is if you separate yourself you have something that we we will call dualism and the problem with dualism is you have the me and you have the that and you have the root of the problem, which is that I'm not happy with how that is. When you're one with it, that can't happen in a way. You have to get really good at it. I'm not at that level yet. But when you are one with it, that isn't able to happen because there's not a me to be unhappy with how that is. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So if I heard you correctly, there's dualism. Is that what you mm -hmm. said? And yes. there's two ways of going about it. And then the other way is um, the one way of one way of seeing it. And then yeah. you mentioned that um, whenever you have dualism, you're able to look at the differentiations, one side versus the other, and then you bring them together to really find that synergies and harmony. But whenever you're focusing on it one-sided, then you're missing out valuable components. Did I understand that correctly? Uh, yes, you, you, you're fairly you're fairly hitting the nail on the head there. You're fairly hitting on the nail on the head. Um, it's the you know we talk about the we talk about the self and how the self is the root of us being dissatisfied with with how things are, and but the self is is something that is created by the mind, and um, once once we can see that the 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 mind is creating this, you can call it an ego, uh, it, which is like a phenomena of what happens, or you can call it a self. Um, when you see that arising, well, as you look, you can then see the interaction between that and the environment around us and the things that are happening around us. And then when you see how the self wants to change it, you know, if it sees money, the self might think, I want more of that. If it sees overtime, it might say, I want less of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Or holidays. I want more of those, please. Um, and, you know, it'll think my my life will be improved if I have more of that, if I have less of that, if they're more in my life and if they're less in my life and things like that. But it's not that it's wrong to feel those things, but it's easier to understand when you can see the self doing its work it's less of a problem because you can kind of see the, the self doing its work and, and so that the the anxiety or the anger or the frustration doesn't have to arise in the same way. 
Amazing. And thank you yeah. for adding that addition there. And then one of the last questions I'm going to ask before we do us before we do the CTA is I want you to leave the audience with some practical tips or some challenges that they could begin to think about um, once they hear this recording to really go and be intentional with their mental and social health, as well as, you know, connecting inwardly and then mm -hmm. taking what they've learned inwardly about themselves and then applying it externally. Whereas whenever they're out in society or they're at work or they're with people they love, because whenever you can apply it externally, it's a way of them setting up boundaries to make sure that they're protecting their peace and they're not um, overexerting themselves. So do you have five tips that you would like to share of course i'm not sure if i have five but you can do will, three I'll, if you want yeah i will certainly give you I'll, i will give you the best advice to have a go at and maybe have an experiment and this leads to watching simply watching the breath now the trick is don't wait wait until you're stressed to watch the breath because then it'll be very difficult to do for that to do its work so pick a time in your day i mean everybody i know it's we it's hard to sort of admit that we have five minutes spare but see if you can five find five minutes spare and the first tip so your first tip is just to watch the breath so for five minutes in your day deep breath in nice and relaxed breath out yeah now you don't have to force it you don't have to push anything, but just watch what happens. Just watch what happens. That's step one. Just take five minutes to do that. The next step, once you get into a bit of a routine, the next step that I would suggest having a go at, count the breath. And try and count to 10 if you can. So we breathe in. We breathe out. And that's number one. We breathe in. We breathe out. And that's number two. Now, here's the trick. You might find that you get to number 10, no problem, without losing count. However, pay really close attention to your mind. When you're counting, just see if any thoughts pop into your head. Yeah? See if anything interrupts it. Be really honest with yourself. And if you see a thought pop in, start again at one. And then do it again, get to 10. You only have to do this for five minutes and you don't have to keep going until you get to 10 because you could lose days trying to, <laughs> trying to do that. So see how that comes on. And the next tip, so this is number three. When you notice that thought, if it's not useful, let it go. You don't have to evaluate it. You don't have to write it down. You don't have to wonder why that keeps arising. When the thought happens, just let it go, go back to one. When you find that you're able to do that and you're doing that in a nice calm environment, you're setting yourself your five minutes on a morning, on a night after lunch, it will drift in during the hectic times. Yeah, when you and you will be able to just take one breath and just come a little bit closer. Like I say, when we instead of a retreat and we're coming home, by taking that one breath, we can come home a little bit see what's going on look at why the frustration arises look at the self look at those little thoughts talking to us and telling us little things like the boss has got it in for us or anything like that and just let it go 
and that's all we need to do yeah we just do that for five minutes amazing and this is what i heard and wrote down because i definitely want to put it in the show notes so the audience can do it so we could hold them accountable so you said for step one focus on Mm -hmm. your breathing and how you're breathing and really be intentional of your breathing. Don't force it. You said, don't hold on to anything. And um, one tip that I would add, someone told me the box method. If you breathe in for four, hold it for four, out for four, in for four, it creates a box and you could just do it with your fingers. And then step two, you said, count your breathing. And you mentioned, pay attention to your mind, especially when you're counting. So if you're breathing, you're like, and then see what thoughts pop into, pop into your head. And if those thoughts um, that pop into your head are not, not valuable, then go back to step one and start all over. And then you mentioned step three, when you notice um, a thought that is not useful, just let it go and start over. Did I get everything right? You did indeed. You did indeed. Perfect. Perfect. Amazing. And now we're going to jump into the CTA, which is the call to action. And it's your call to action for the audience outside of us giving them this challenge to do to help them you know, level up in their zenness. But I want mm-hmm. you to think about another challenge based on the conversation that we have held. And what would you what would you say to someone that says, you know what, Chris, it seems like you have it together. You did martial arts, you've done Buddha, uh, you've practiced Buddhism, Zenness, and you're really um, helping people in their mental and social aspect, but I'm still mm-hmm. missing something. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Okay. Really, really good question. Um, I would say if you're missing something, I would simply say use that use that question. So, you know, if you if you if you want to do your five minutes meditation, um, another exercise that you could do for five minutes is just use that question. Why what do I feel I am missing? Um and also, I would I would I would stress that I haven't got it together. <laughs> yeah. So you know, everybody. The 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 thing about the mind is you can train as much as you want, but change within the mind still happens. And if you're feeling that something is lacking, or if you're feeling that something just doesn't seem to be getting achieved, or if you're just not satisfied with the way that things are know that that is every one of the 8 billion people on the planet are experiencing that as well. So rather than look for an answer, maybe we need to see who is asking the question within yourself. Who is asking, who, 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 is, who is telling you that there is something missing? Because I tell you what, this is true and it's sometimes hard to believe the world is perfect and you are perfect. just as just as you are and within the world as it is i love that and thank you for sharing that chris and now i want you to plug your website so they could get a hold of you and let them know where you primarily hang out on social media for those social butterflies out there 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Twitter far too much than is that is healthy. Um, but if you want to find out about Chatty Geek Hidden Dragon, you all you have to do really is type it into Google. The um the website is there. There's links to all of the podcast interviews that we do. I also do a mental health journey the journal that you can read or listen to. Totally optional. We're on Twitter and Chatty Geek HD and all of the social media outlets. You can find us there. I have a Discord where we're trying to build a community where people can talk about mental health and share thoughts and ideas and support each other. And, you know, if you want to get involved in that, I'm there 24-7 as long as I'm not asleep or eating or have commitments with the wife, then... I, I will be there and I, I will I will get back to everybody that wants to talk in, in some form in whatever way I can. I'll be there. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing that information. Audience, Chris's contact will be in the show notes. So all you have to do is read, scroll on down and tap in with Chris. This segment can be found on 40 plus audio platforms. So make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. You could also see the video to this recording by going to our YouTube channel and typing in GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp, and you'll find the video there as well as other video content. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know I only think about you. I want to thank each one of you for taking time out of your day to listen to the subject matter experts that come into the community, as well as helping us fuel the mission and movement of the show, which is to curate topics that are educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place. And my big ASK ask is for brand sponsors. If you want to be partners, please head on over to my website, genesisamarskemp.net, or send me a personalized email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com. And you'll also see that this podcast is currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per the metrics on www.listennotes.com is where you'll see those KPIs, key performance indicators. So thank you so much again, and I hope you have a blessed and prosperous day. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go take those challenges and work on breathing. You could also put it a timer on your phone for five minutes, and you could do it in the bathroom where you're alone. You could do it in the shower, or you could do it while you're, com well, no, don't do it while you're commuting because that may not be safe because you need to close <laughs> your eyes. So just do it somewhere that is safe, where you are alone and uninterrupted. Until next time, signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Christopher Smith. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel. Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G E M S, with W I T H, Genesis, G E N E S I S, Amaris, A M A R I S, Kemp, K E 
MP at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.